Hi, I'm James P. Friel. And I'm Dean Holland. It's time to fasten your seatbelts, boys and girls. That's right. If you're an entrepreneur who's wanting to take your business to the next level and have a bit of fun while getting cutting edge advice on your business, marketing, and sales, welcome to Just the Tips, arguably the best podcast in the entire world. I guess that's good, right? Yeah, sounds good to me. All right. That was easy. That was the easiest thing we did all day. Yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just the Tips. This is your host, James P. Friel. I am very excited that you guys are here with us today. We've got a pair of business partners who I've been waiting to interview on the show because they've got decades of experience building multi-million dollar successful companies, doing real estate investment on the side, like all these different things. And I think sometimes it's just so incredibly helpful to hear from somebody who's been there and done that over and over again. And so we're going to welcome them to the show in just a second. But as you guys know, a very, very special man rides into the studio on a white horse every time before we record one of these shows. Mr. Dean Holland, welcome to the show. As I hop off the noble steed over here. How are you doing, James? (laughs) I'm great. How are you? Always good. A day is always good when you're involved. You know that. Uh, thank you. You're too kind. I'm sure that'll change as the course of the show yes. goes on. Yes. I already feel a, an instinct hatred towards you the moment I said that. <laughs> you regretted the words. They tasted bad as they came out of your mouth. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so honestly, no, I'm pretty excited for our guest today. You know, everybody's at a different stage of their entrepreneurial journey. And I know a lot of our listeners... Some of them are thinking about starting a business and you know trying to figure it out. Some of them have started and they're in the throes of like getting getting things going and starting to find traction and making things happen. And then we have other people who have listened, who are listening, you know, run successful businesses for a long time. And I think the reason that I'm excited for these two guys, uh, Jack and Jeff, is because they've been there, they've done that, they've seen it all, and have you know just dialed in the mindset required and the processes and the systems and the things that you need to think about when building a company. So without further ado, uh, let's welcome to the show Jack Gibson and Jeff Schechter, otherwise known as Shecky. Welcome to the show, you guys. Yeah, thanks for having us on. Yeah, yeah, my pleasure. So, um, so let's just like let's just jump right into it. I know each of you independently have started many different companies. Jack, I know you even started uh, a multi-million dollar company before you're old enough to rent a car. So this is like stuff that you guys have been doing for a while. What I'm just going to go right into it. What do you think is the key to being a successful entrepreneur? Well, I can't use the word many. I, I'm on my second. So, you know, <laughs> but um, we have had a, a pretty good run with the, you know, both companies that we've started in Wow, that's a really great question. You were like challenging me right off the bat. You know, first I thought like I'm on a comedy show here, so this is this is awesome. We're gonna keep you on your toes the whole time. I see that. So key to successful entrepreneurship, you know, for me has just been like stick toitiveness, you know, persistence. I mean, I've had a lot of like severe ups and downs and all the trials and tribulations that you can imagine where, you know, there's been many points along the journey said, Oh man, it's just not working. It's not worth it. What am I doing? So it's just, you know, taking those hits, you know, that the like marketplace life throws at you and just keep moving forward. So that's overridingly 
what I would say is is most important. Then the probably the second thing is for me is building a successful team of people around me has been the key for you know both companies' uh, success. As far as the first one, I think we're at, we hit like twelve million in sales last year, so I did pretty good. And then you know checking eyes high return hit over six million in our second year. So it's it's really that. I mean, putting people that are you know almost smarter than you in certain areas and just letting them do their thing and, and giving them the space to to shine. Well, that's why I have Dean on the show because studies have shown people with British accents are in fact smarter. <laughs> I concur. Yeah, right. I'm sure he does. <laughs> <laughs> and they can sometimes be an ass as well, but right. let's not worry about that. Okay, let's not go there. Yeah, he has a uh, totally different take, you know, based on his experience. So yeah, what do you think, Carter? I was going to answer it similarly, but really in my mind, the, the first thing that came was like, don't be a freaking baby. I mean, be, being an entrepreneur is not for the faint of heart. And I'm not saying it necessarily always has to be difficult, but it, it's really interesting to me that like a lot of people out there with jobs and it's like, oh, you know, my boss made me stay 10 minutes late. Oh my God, it's the end of the world. You know, like if you're, if you're of that kind of mindset or of that kind of thinking, you really have no business being an entrepreneur. Cause you know, like you said, Jack, like you're going to get kicked in the teeth a bunch. And I think, you know, you just have to get used to it. Um, you know, Jack, you and I were, were on a conversation yesterday and you read me a great quote about just, you know, being able to take hits and, and just get up and stand back up and keep fighting. And I think that that's probably the most important quality of an entrepreneur is that level of resilience. You can't handle the truth. so what um so so the way that i mean i agree 100 percent with you guys on what you've said and then as as i'm hearing what you're saying i'm like you know you're going to get kicked in the teeth like you're going to want to throw in the towel all these different things are we as entrepreneurs just crazy like why why do all of that well i can answer that i think that the desire of an entrepreneur is really to be captain of their own ship and control their own destiny, but to build a kind of life that they wouldn't have otherwise. And that might be a job and it might be in a profession that they don't like, whatever, but there, there is a certain dream there. And I think that has to take precedence and that has to be sort of that goal and that all important why to be able to continue taking those kicks in the teeth. And I'm not saying that that's necessarily like every day we wake up and it's horrible and, oh, my God, let's just go out and get ready to get kicked in the teeth all day long. No, I don't think that's the case. I think that a good entrepreneur just recognizes that many challenges, some of them being extreme, are just going to be part of the norm. And they start getting to a point where they're resilient enough where it's okay that's normal. It doesn't have to be this whole extreme thing. It's like, okay, shit, man. It's just, this is a big challenge. Okay, cool. How are we going to address it? Great. Let's address it and move on and just keep going. I think that's such valuable advice. One of my earliest mentors said, all upset comes from unmet expectations. And yeah. I think that's hundred percent true. And you think about the, the journey that you're going to have to go through. There is no journey that's easy all of the time. Right. And, yeah. you know, the I, I love the quote, don't wish it was easier, wish you were stronger. And I think that sort of resilience that builds over time is what 
enables you to create that amazing stuff. So like, can you guys share maybe a story um, from your own experience on when you felt like you had to really exercise that persistence and that resilience? <laughs> oh gosh, so, yeah, you're going. <laughs> Where do we begin? <laughs> I'll let you go first, Jack, since you have this dream life without any big challenges. Yeah, I mean this this past year has been in my 20 years has been our our most challenging because we had a lot of business former partners that uh, didn't turn out to be what we thought that they were. And they, I mean, just some serious, serious fraud that we were then, you know, we basically had to clean up the mess that they left to the tune of several hundred thousand dollars to where we had to make, you know, we just had to figure out a way for every investor to make them whole. The, the bottom line was, I mean, if you boil it all down, there was work rehab work that was paid either by us in some cases or by the investor to these guys that they never completed. Or if they did, it was just the shoddiest work they could possibly do. They didn't hold up their end of the bargain. And then, you know, that eventually kicked that can down the road and, you know, somebody has to pick up the pieces, which was ended up being Shecky and I. So we've been cleaning that up for the last year and just making everything whole and making everything right. And we're just coming out of that. But we, you know, it was a significant, um, to say it was a significant challenge, I think would be uh, quite the understatement. So, you know, we just really had to dig our heels in and say, you know what, we're going to have to figure out how to play, continue to play offense and generate new clients and stay focused on building our company. And also at the same time, play some very heavy defense in terms of just trying to clean up, put out fires, clean up some messes. So. It's been so like challenging to keep our attitudes straight. And, you know, we just kind of work together and keep encouraging each other. And uh, thank God I have a, you know, wonderful understanding wife or, you know, <laughs> I don't know where I'd be. So, um, yeah, Shecky, I mean, I'm sure it's the same, same thing for you. Well, let me, let me just, let me just jump in there real quick. So what, I mean, and maybe Shecky, this is something that you can answer. What are you doing actively? to keep your mindset positive, right? Because I think with a situation like you just described, and I totally appreciate you sharing, especially something that's like happening right now. It's very real. It's so easy for all of us to encounter obstacles and be like, oh man, maybe like, maybe I should just throw in the towel or maybe I should just give up or maybe like, right. But that's not what gets the job done. And sometimes that's easier said than done. Like what exactly are you doing to maintain your focus as you're dealing with something that's really difficult and challenging. Well, I can, Jack alluded to it and I, we, we talked about it. I mean, we obviously do support each other and I'm, I'm grateful I got a great partner. And, uh, you know, we will oftentimes, uh, you know, on a phone or challenging situation like what happened yesterday is Jack read me a really great, great quote. And uh, we've been, our little team meetings, we've been uh, recently trying to end those because sometimes they're challenging with customer service issues, but end them on a high note. And Hey man, tell me what your win for the week was. And we, you know, we just want to end on a high note um, on a personal level. I feel like uh, yoga to a certain extent has been really helpful for me because it's a chance to just, you know, get my head out of everything and get into my body and, and, you know, just kind of leave the entire world behind, um, you know, just, getting out in nature, um, 
dating cute younger girls. I don't know. I mean, there's all there's all <laughs> there's all kinds of ways to uh, to blow off steam. But I think it is it is also important, no matter how challenging things are, to not give up on those other extracurricular activities. Because if you're just all work and no play, then you're going to burn out. And it's not to say that we don't work our asses off. We do. I mean, I have days where I put in, you know, 12, 13, 15 hour days. But at the same time, I still find ways to make time to blow off steam. Yeah. Dean and I have talked about that quite a bit, about the importance of recreation and vacation and extracurricular things for sure. Yeah. And, and Jack and I are both big into personal development. So, I mean, I'm, I'm always reading up some book or, you know, listening to a, you know, another great podcast or, you know, and obviously your relationships and your associations with others. I mean, like, are you, you know, who are your friends? Like, who are you hanging out with? I mean, I try to hang out with other badass entrepreneurs and, you know, meet them for lunch and, you know, go, go do stuff with them when I can, because I just want to feed off that energy. Mm. Yeah, com- completely. Similar thing with a bottle of Fireball often in some bar somewhere. <laughs> there you go. I was just going to say, yeah, this past year drinking has really made the, the biggest. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, cr- I credit my success to Jack Daniel. <laughs> Well, I was going to go with, you know, Tito's vodka, but, you know, to each his own. Of course. Um, yeah. You know, actually, honestly, like I've really had to watch that, like, cause that, that's a, those, those really, really like really tough times. I mean, that's where you can turn to substance too much. I mean, I'm all for, for some spirits to relieve the tension. Right. But we got to also make sure like, you know, Hey, we don't want that get out of control. So I better really, really, you know, make sure that that didn't take ownership of me Mm. you know i do a lot of working out you know try to even up my workouts every day um like i said i have a very supportive wife um try to do other things to take travel try to take my mind off of it and at the end of the day i mean i i do believe in karma i mean i i believe in you know universe god whatever anybody wants to refer to it as but there's something looking out for me that's in my best interest so if i know if i just take care of other humans to the right level and treat them like with respect, honesty, integrity, then I know that I'll be taken care of. So I'm no, I'm, I'm, I'm not worried, like not all the time, like just a little bit. (laughs) Well, and I think, you know, I think a certain level of concern is appropriate when you're, you know, running something substantial and you have people depending on you and you're depending on you and all that other stuff. But I think it's, when that concern gets too far and like, you're just always worried, like that's when it becomes a problem. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree with that. And you, you know, it's, that's where you just got to make sure you're checking yourself and doing different things to, to really to keep your mind in the right state. Cause you have to keep your mental and physical state at, at the mo at the peak that you possibly can. Otherwise you're just going to go down that dark, you know, dark trail and not be able to get out of it. Yeah, completely. So, um, so, so Shecky, this is, this is something for you. You know, you started a new business, you know, uh, right before your 60th birthday, right? Like why? <laughs> First of all, I had a hell of an offer from my partner and, uh, you know, we had a, I, he, I was actually consulting him in his other business. And so we had a really great relationship already via phone. We had never met in person 
And, you know, this idea just kind of came across and Jack had been investing in some properties in Indianapolis and it just was really a result of a conversation. He reached out to me and said, hey, I, you know, dude, I think there's a business here. And, you know, so just as a courtesy, I took a look at it and started, you know, developing some, you know, marketing ideas and avatars and stuff like that around it and uh, really just uh, sent him back um, an email saying like, you know, here's kind of some of the ideas that came out of our very lengthy conversation the other day. And he wrote back and goes, so, okay, let's do it. And I'm kind of like, WTF, let's do what? Let's go into business together. Let's do this. You know, Jack had alluded to, you know, the universe, God, whatever. The, the funny thing is from, from a manifestation standpoint, I was doing some consulting prior to that. And a few weeks earlier, I had been recovering from a pretty heavy knee replacement surgery. And I had written some things up on my board in my home office, just about what I wanted in my next opportunity. And I, I was just five or six little items like, hey, I want to sell a high ticket item. I want to leverage my consultative selling skills. Uh, I don't want to work alone. I want to work with a partner. Um, I want to maybe draw, you know, on some of my previous consulting experience and that sort of stuff. And, you know, after I was looking at what he was offering, it, it ticked every damn box. And so it was just like age for me is like it's irrelevant. For those that know me know that I'm really just a big kid, and uh, I feel like in many ways, I am just getting started, and um, unlike many of my contemporaries, uh, I've never been married, and I look at many of them with kids, and some of them even grandkids now, and they're just in a different place in life. I mean, they're already like talking about post time. And I'm thinking about like, okay, this is a great business. What are we building? And I've already got ideas for future businesses. So I think part of that key to staying young and fresh and active is just to always have this, you know, you know, what's the next thing? And, you know, many of my good friends are much younger than me. And, and I think, you know, again, power of association, all that stuff really, really helps. So when I, to, to fully answer that question, for me, it wasn't even really a big consideration. I didn't take that so much like, oh, dude, you're almost 60. Like, do you want to be starting a company? I'm like, no, I mean, this is the right thing to do. Like, heck yeah, let's rock. I really thought yeah. you was going to say there, the key is uh, just not to get married. He, he well, said it, but not in so many right. words. Well, <laughs> yeah, there's... Uh, uh, oh, depends. Wow. You know, the grass is always greener on the other side. Let's face it. You know, uh, I could throw some statistics at you, but maybe that's not for this show. <laughs> Although, with a name like just the tips, you know, you never you know. Never know. <laughs> yeah, we're it's we're we're very uh, we're very open <laughs> to talking about whatever needs to be talked about on this show. <laughs> well, st- statistically speaking, married guys get laid a lot more often than single guys. So let's start there. Okay. All right. That's it. I don't know where this is going, but I, I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah. And I, what I'm saying is I don't necessarily think that being single or being married, either one equates to happiness. Uh, interesting conversation I had with an investor in my car just a couple of days ago is that we oftentimes get deluded into thinking that because we are in a relationship, that other person is going to make us happy. And I don't think anything could be further from the truth. I think that, 
you know, any of us that recognize anything about personal development also recognize the concept of TTR, take total responsibility. And one of the biggest things you have to take responsibility for is your own damn happiness. Mm. Totally. Yeah. 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 No, that's, that's so true. I I don't know if you guys have read the book, Extreme Ownership, but that's- No, uh, but I love the title. Yeah. It's a, it's written by a couple you know, ex Navy SEALs. And it's exactly, it's exactly that. Like ultimate personal responsibility is the gateway to freedom. Yep. Awesome. So let's change gears for a second here. So obviously you guys are real estate guys. I mean, but you've done other things and real estate's been a big part of what you do. You know, for most entrepreneurs, 98% of their energy is tied up in their own business. 98% of their income comes from their own business. But as we know, you know, there's ebbs and flows and peaks and valleys and all those things. How important do you guys think it is for people to sort of diversify a little bit with some strategic investments? Yeah, I think it's huge. I mean, when you look at an entrepreneur's journey, you know, most of us go through this period of time where we see some really slow start to our cash flow. And then we see this, you know, if we get things dialed in, then we see this massive upswing with, you know, we're making quite a bit of money and then we just do some (laughs) stupid shit and we lose it all. So now this is according to Mike Dillard, who's, you know, I love his podcast, self-made man. Yeah. And he talks about this. He's like, this is what happens a lot of times. So we need to figure out like when we're making that money, like how do we put it into another type of system or another type of investment or whatever to where you can create some more stabilization in your income so that when you see that, you know, these, these ups and these downs that, you know, it doesn't have to, uh, you know, wipe you out or bankrupt you or anything like that. And you have a, another source of income. So, I mean, all the wealthiest people in the world, you know, they have multiple streams of income. So it just makes sense to make sure that you're diversified. And, you know, I think it's it, as far as what to invest in, my top two is number one, invest into yourself. Any, anytime you can educate your mind, go to seminars, read books, anything you can do to put invest into your own development is going to give you the absolute highest return. And then the next thing is investing into your business because you can control. So anything you can look to expand your business, you know, reinvest into it. I think that is, for me, that's that's made the most amount of money well beyond any stock, real estate, you know, bond, whatever. So if you're, if you kind of got that in that, in that order as an entrepreneur, I think you're, you know, you're going to certainly be able to ride those waves a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I remember the first time somebody actually told me something like that. You know, my family, we grew up, I didn't have, I didn't have a lot of money and, we had uh, this neighbor down the road and uh, he was a successful entrepreneur. And, and I just asked him, I was like, you know, what, what should I be thinking about? What should I do? And he said, you know, always, always, always invest in yourself. He's like, even if, you know, everything else is taken from you, even if you have to declare bankruptcy, like all these other things could possibly happen, nobody can ever take your education away. And I was just like, man, that's so true. And one more thing just to add into that, the reason why I got into real estate was because my first company, we were under one of the largest financial tax in American business history. We actually had a $1 billion short bet against our uh, publicly traded stock. It's an MLM business. And you know, my entire livelihood, my entire life was, was derived in, from that income, from that business, right? 
So when that happened, I just, I thought that my income was going to take a pretty big hit. I didn't know what was going to happen. I thought we'd weather the storm, but I thought I was also, you know, I was, I was going to feel the effect of it. So that's when I really started studying real estate and trying to learn how to create a secondary stream of passive income. And that, so that's, that diversification came through for me, just came through a threat and realizing that I, I have all my eggs in one basket. I'm not, I'm in a very vulnerable position. Sort of wrapping things up here, what advice would you guys give to somebody who's just starting a business today? Don't do it. No, I think they need to be passionate about what they're doing. If you're, if you're going to do this business or whatever business you're going to do, if you're going to do it for a expected payoff of you know financial gain five or 10 or whatever, how many years down the road, and all you're doing is something to get that payoff down the road and you're not truly passionate, enjoying it, enjoying the process, you're going to burn out and you're just not going to be able to make it happen. So I, I always say, you know what, you've got to figure out a way to be happy now as you're building, not delay happiness for later. So, so important to, you know, just be, even though it's going to be rough in the beginning and getting the cash flow going and all that. Just enjoying the kind of the, the beauty of that struggle in a kind of twisted way. <laughs> so you can't just wait for the long term payoff and 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 then waiting your whole life, putting your whole life happiness down the road. Like figure out a way to just love it right now. Yeah, I dude, I like what you just said there. I mean, I I was kind of thinking similarly in that what I would ask that that same entrepreneur is, do you really enjoy the niche or space that you're in so much that if for whatever reason your business didn't make a dime for 10 years, would you still enjoy doing what you're doing for your clients or providing whatever product you're doing? I mean, do you feel good enough about what you're putting out there into the world that you would do it without pay? Because I think that the people that do that are typically the ones that ends up end up with very, very successful businesses. And it's not always easy to find that, especially, you know, in this day and age of the internet, because, you know, all these, uh, there's so many pitches out there for people like, oh, change your life and follow your dreams and, and do all this kind of stuff. And all you got to do is really sell this product. And I'm not against whatever this product is. And I mean, you could be, uh, passionate about, you know, bobby pins if, if you wanted to, it's fine. Um, but just make sure that it's something that you're really yeah. jazzed about. Yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll get Dean. Will tell us about the bobby pin industry at another point. <laughs> yeah, I I can't wait for that episode. Yeah, I got to plan that one out. Yeah, <laughs> um, but uh, no. So so Dean, is there anything uh, anything you uh, you want to say before we wrap up? No, I just think it's it's been awesome. I think uh, there's pr- there's probably so much more that you guys could share. No doubt, it's clear you've had a wealth of experience in all these areas of business. So it's just been awesome to to listen to you guys and, and soak it all up. So thank you. Yeah. Well, we uh, we appreciate you guys coming on the show. Jack, Shecky, it's great uh, getting to know you guys and hear, hear your story a little bit. My big takeaway is commit, right? Commit to being an entrepreneur and all of the things that it involves and enjoy, enjoy the journey just as much as the results. And that's, uh, I think, really good advice for everybody. Yeah. Um, so if people want to uh, people want to find out a little bit more about what you guys do, I know um, you guys have a, a real estate podcast and some stuff. If there are people who are listening who want to, you know, kind of diversify and do a little bit of stuff like that, where where's the best place for people to go 
uh, find out about what you guys are up to. Our site is just like what it sounds, highreturnrealestate.com. So it's super easy. I don't need to spell that for anybody. Um, but our show is actually called the High Return Real Estate Show. So and we we do have plenty of entrepreneurs that are clients. And you know, like I said, they had generated some decent revenue out of their business and they were just looking for ways to create some other passive income and you know, bought some nice rental properties from us. And we help them do that very, very passively. So, you know, it's a win-win for everybody all the way around. That's awesome. So, okay, cool. So if you guys are interested in finding out more, go to highreturnrealestate.com. Um, in the meantime, thank you guys so much for spending time with us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. And we're going to sign off now. Uh, this is your host, James P. Friel. Sign off for me and my co-host, Mr. Dean Holland, for another episode of Just the Tips. We will talk with you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in to Just the Tips, where we believe business should be profitable and fun. For show notes, links, and other information on our guests, visit justthetipshow.com. For more information on how to connect with Dean Holland, visit deanholland.com. And if you'd like to get free from the day-to-day operations of your business while making more money, visit me at jamespfreel.com forward slash autopilot. Our theme music is Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license.